welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the sometimes podcast where I thought it sounded like a good idea to have six people living in one house and all come down with a stomach bug at the same time. But we're back from the grave and I am Caroline, resurrected like Lazarus. I am Mallory. I've been uh, I've been kicking it, I guess, and I'm just adjusting to life with a six-year-old. Um, oh, a new six-year-old. I know. I feel like it's I feel like that happened years ago, but it was last week. Um, but I guess um, we haven't recorded since Luke's birthday. So that That's was right. okay. So you have a six year old in two weeks or so. Six years in two weeks, correct? <laughs> six years in one week. I realized not, I realized how I said that was awkward, as in in two weeks you'll have a six year old, but two weeks, one week Six ago. years plus. What are we even set? Math is illusion. Math is hard. Oh my God. We're, the point of this is for us to talk eloquently to each other. And we're just sitting here like... Blah, 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 it's blah. not. Well, it's 8.45 on a Thursday night. Yeah. We were supposed yeah. to record yesterday. I died a little bit. Yeah. And the, here the we vomit. are. The vomit is just not something was I was going to... There's a lot of vomit. Um, I asked Jane Ellis if she had thrown up and she said no, but her bottom had. So we <laughs> are having... So we also had that working with with and against us so and to be fair she had also thrown up so it's just it's a lot happening and she just came to down I don't know it's all fine checking in you know with with parenting there's always just going to be some sort of you know biological pyrotechnic situation every season or so I never really feel like four children is a lot of children until they're all sick and none of them are where they're supposed to be. So uh, yeah, that did feel like a lot. But I think the way to have a stomach bug is to have it all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Just in, get everybody like, out of yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this afternoon, everyone was feeling better. So I gave them each like an assortment of Lysol wipes. And I was mm. like, go see who can rub down the most things. And so (laughs) I don't know, my house has probably never been cleaner in many ways. Like amazing. I had to wash my couch cushion covers. I don't know Mm -hmm. when I've last done that. Yeah. Yeah. Look look at us. Right. Silver linings. Just trying to, trying to reset a home uh, as germ free (laughs) as possible after something like that. You kind of look around, you're like, Oh, all right. Well, I guess guess this was the motivation that I needed to do what needed to be done. Well, I was telling um, a friend tonight, I am somebody who is not compassionate when other people are sick. I'm like, (laughs) just stop and keep going. I'm like, I just don't really want to hear it. But when I tell you how humbled I was, I was laid out where I guess yesterday, what had happened? What What is time? Oh, okay. Yesterday morning, I was the only one sick at that time. And okay. so the, every three out of the four were at school. The baby was not. She didn't go to the nannies because um, I was sick and didn't yeah. want to get anybody sick. So I was barely mobile on the couch and I turned on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I was watching that kind of, but like my back was so sore from heaving. It was just a lot. And um, so last night in the afternoon, everyone else had gotten sick. Um, I put them all to bed around like 630. David was in bed by that time. It was just, it was a lot. So I fell asleep on the couch at probably 635. Um, Still with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City on (laughs) and Jane Ellis came downstairs. I felt like it was the middle of the night, but it was honestly like 7.15 probably. And she laid on top of me and goes, I don't want to watch any more of these grown-up shows. <laughs> and it was like the women of Salt Lake 
arguing about who was a better or worse Mormon and who was going to prison for longer. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. This is not a healing time for any of us. But um, okay. So now that we've established that Luke is six years and some days, talk to me about how you are celebrating his birthday. I know you had like some thoughts about parties and celebrations and I want to hear more about that. Yeah, I think I, um, I mean, he had not had an official birthday party outside of our home mm-hmm. since he turned three. I mean, January 2020, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just sort of had all sorts of big feels about that of like, it's safe to do this now. And we yep. just had COVID a few weeks ago. So we're even extra safe and yeah. we can try this new place. I was just feeling like very buoyed by optimism and like, mm-hmm. like, look at all the sacrifices. We didn't have a fourth birthday and or, or a fifth birthday. Um, you know, we obviously had celebrations at our house for him, but yeah, even just by virtue of having a January birthday, COVID or not, it's like a germy time of year to get a 100%. bunch of kids together to run around indoors, which in New England, you're having an indoor party for a January birthday. True. We, um, we got away with a outdoor party this January. Yes. And I know, I know not everyone can. Yes. That is not, uh, that is not what our longitudinal line will. Um, I like that. Good for you. Yeah. But now I'm trying to figure out longitudinal goes north and south. I know. I was just thinking that too. <sighs> so latitude. the opposite. Yeah, latitudinal. There we go. It is, it is Thursday night and we um, parented all day. <sighs> so anyways, we finally had a birthday party for him. He was so excited. Uh, we had a mix of like longtime friends and then a couple kids from his class. Um, and a couple months ago, I was feeling nervous, like, do I have to invite all 20 kids from his? Oh, see, no, my answer is my answer is straight up. No. To a person who I asked with like kids in older grades in school, every single person was like, F no, do you Mm -hmm. have to invite who he wants to invite? And you do you like whatever your venue capacity is, whatever your budget is for this party, invite who you want to invite. Do not invite anybody else. Yep. Everybody can manage their own feelings. So we did that. And then another thing that I, of course, like put pressure on myself about was like, I philosophically loathe goodie bags. Oh, hate them. We'll never, we'll never. And I had this whole thing of like, okay, he's been to some other parties and he gets the goodie bags and oh, should I this? And oh, should I that? And then I just started pricing, I started pricing them out. And I was like, for the amount of money I'm going to spend on shit that all of these parents are going to throw out within 45 to 90 minutes of coming home. Yes. I could invite six to eight more kids to his party. So no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy the, the goodie minis. bag. I hate mm-hmm. them. No, and it's I hate them. I right. Because everyone wants to do it cheap. So they buy the right. cheapest shit. Right. And I am going to forever be mad at my really good friend, Emma Kate. Um, I will never stop being her friend, but because I worked too hard to stalk her into being my friend to let her go now. <laughs> she has three children. They are the exact same age as my three oldest. They are each five weeks apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they've like just grown up together. Yeah. And we went to their birthday party, I don't know, some time ago. And she had a pinata, which great, but she'd, cool. fill, she'd filled it with whistles. So by my Jesus kids, be mere. Home, are you <laughs> kidding? So my kids each brought home like 
various and sundry like whistles 10 whistles each so which means 30 whistles inside of my home and i was like emma kate why you have three kids how could you do this this to me yeah we're very cheap (laughs) and candy is very expensive yeah you know what then you fill that pinata with acorns like i don't know it literally (laughs) anything besides whistles i'm i know i'm still finding them but i'm like that's that's how you want to make sure no one ever comes to one of your birthday parties again is fill whistles sweet lord um Luke did ask for a pinata. Yes. He was very, very invested in getting one this year. And I was like, well, we're not going to do it at the weird, like kid gym activity center where Mm -hmm. your party is. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing that to these Mm -hmm. poor people. It's like, but on your, so his birthday party was on a Sunday afternoon and his actual birthday was two days later on Tuesday. So I was like, all right, I'll have the pinata at home. And then of course me being frugal <clears throat> cheap um i did not buy whistles well, that's but i did <laughs> but i i was at costco and i was like oh here's like big looking through like the bags of candy to get and i was like oh perfect he loves the i will the reveal is what stupid idiot i am and what candy <laughs> i got i like i led with my heart of like he loves this this is a great idea oh my God, this is a great price. Let's get this. I'll fill the pinata with this. And then I got home and like the day of, I'm looking at this. And first off, I was like, these are first off, not filling this pinata. (laughs) Number two, it's definitely a pinata where you just like pull Pull the string. string. It is not like a bash it into explosion pinata, which great. He's six. Yeah. Like, and is 40 pounds soaking wet. He's not going to, he's not going to break open a pinata. Um, Caroline, I bought a Costco-sized bag of jelly beans. In my mind, I was like, what would be the most disappointing thing to come out of a pinata? And I thought Jolly Ranchers, but turns out I was wrong. Yeah. Um, individual jelly beans? Individual jelly beans. What is in wrong your mind, with me? In your mind, what was going to happen here? Um, It would be like confetti. Like a gender reveal. Like a tiny spy balloon. Right? A Chinese spy balloon of a, of a pinata. And I, in Costco, I'm checking out like the snack aisle is the last one before that. And I'm like, oh my God, these are great. And they're kind of, there's like feeling, they're sour great about jelly yourself. beans. Mm-hmm. My boys love a sour patch kid. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This huge ass bag of jelly. Jelly beans. <laughs> they bounced. They mm-hmm. roll. I was like, I, uh, the, the way I tried to mitigate it is like, it's to harken back to your uh, stomach virus in your house. I just like put a towel down. I was like, oh, yeah. dump them here. This will be fine. <laughs> Open when... the pinata over this so I could catch all the jelly beans and dampen their, first off, the, the rain sound of these jelly beans on the floor. When... And then them bounce all over my living room. Oh my gosh. Oh, you did it inside? Mallory. January. Yeah, I don't know. And then Bring we'd have to be outside. We'd have to be outside beans. in the cold, picking them all up off the ground, or we'd be in the garage. Yeah, you just wait till the spring and see what's left. <laughs> see if jelly bean trees grow. Um, when we got married, I was so excited because I decided that we would exit two people throwing sequins at us, <laughs> and I thought that would be so beautiful. Let me tell you how much that shit hurt. So I picture like a pinata of jelly beans like raining on me the way that it felt walking out of my wedding and having David's friends pelt us with sequins. <laughs> that it was like when we finally got in the car, I was like, ow, ow. Like, that hurt. The, yeah. the photos are so pretty, but I'm also like, <laughs> like 
alone. It's like, why did I ask people to throw like mini CD ROMs at me? Exactly. <laughs> like metal <Exactly>. edges. <laughs> like, why did this happen? But anyway, that's what oh. I picture that pinata of jelly beans being. Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good idea until I realized what it was going to be. It just. It truly. It exemplified this podcast of just it seemed like a good idea. motherhood like at at its finest to be like this is the best thing that I've ever thought of mm-hmm. and then and then it wasn't and, and in short order you are mm-hmm. looking around going what are what are my life decisions what have I done how am I here yeah. how but am I know, dumping jelly beans uh in just think on a towel on my floor everyone who attended the birthday party like a handful of floor jelly beans if you'd done it before and then you would have had a party favor alongside see i should have workshopped this with you first you know what well it's only because i couldn't i know well that was my fault for not getting um a chance to record with you before so really (laughs) my problem here um okay well we don't have anything i think from kate and I mean, Megan and Harry to talk about, which feels like a real miss on our part. But we well, honestly, are... I think it's a win. I, I need them to. <laughs> Kate's back hugging babies and stuff. And like, good That's for her. Her hair looks she, amazing. She did hire a new PR person, which I do feel like has got to be a response to something. Yeah. And so, like, good for her. Um, what else is going on in your world? Watching, reading, eating? You know, um, we made this awesome soup tonight that I, this is the second time I've made it. The first time it was perfect. This time I like forgot what I, I didn't forget an ingredient. I just like mixed it up. It's mm-hmm. a soup, like a broth based soup. It's Italian sausage and orzo and vegetables and all this. And I, it's supposed to be like chicken or vegetable stock and a can of diced tomatoes. And mm-hmm. I just had like a 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes. And that's oh, like, sure. it's going to be sauce. So it, it kind of had like a, <laughs> it kind of had more of the, a meat sauce feel with some oh, chicken stock in it, but <laughs> like it was some runny bolognese. Yeah, it was. That's good. It was fine. I had bread with it, but the flavors. Did you pretend so that you were like Jada Delarentes when oh, you were like that and like very much overpronunciated your Italian words? Yeah, 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 the bolognese. No, I did not. It was more like a sit the fucker down and eat your fucking dinner. <laughs> like it was way more of that with my children today. But uh, that's good. No, I no. was um, like panic shopping, so. I am, I'm not a whole food shopper by nature, but I've recently started shopping whole foods and sprouts. Charlotte as a landscape for anyone local. And I guess for anyone not local, Charlotte has every single grocery store you could possibly imagine here. (laughs) Like it has all of them. And I've read some interesting article about why like Charlotte is a, like a supermarket haven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like the supermarket wars. So sometimes I shop sprouts. Sometimes I shop Whole Foods. And this was all born out of the fact that where I usually shop Publix, I felt like I had purchased everything that has ever existed on those shelves. And I was feeling very bored by that. Yeah. So sadly for me now, my children are very into the specific granola bars that only Sprouts and Whole Foods sell. They don't like the regular ones. So anyway, I have to go get these made good bars that Sprouts are... Um, Whole Foods, they also really like these Power Crunch Kids protein bars that are only at Sprouts. It's like a whole thing. But I don't like to spend all of my money there. So I also then do a regular purchase uh, at like a Harris Teeter or Publix. Um, But that means two grocery stops. I usually have like a couple hours to do all of it without kids. And um, 
so the other night I shopped at Sprouts and then I was like, oh no, I have to go to Publix because they had something there that I wanted. I can't remember why it was them, but not Harris Teeter. Yeah. Publix closes at nine, Harris Teeter closes at 10. So like there's all this pressure, right? So it's like 8.44 and I realized, oh good, there's a Publix right next door to the Sprouts because neither are in an area that I'm used to shopping. So I dash over there. I'm highly aware of being the last customer in. So I am- sprinting through the store and this Publix does not have the ricotta where I expect the ricotta and all like in my rage induced like sweaty stomping right. through the like, store I'm picturing I just like, need to leave yeah yes but I'm just picturing Jada being like ricotta you know and then like I'm getting angrier as I'm thinking yeah. about that trying to find it I finally like find a man who tells me it's all the way across the store from where of it should be it so again, I am sprinting like supermarket sweeps. And then I'm looking at all these people just like lounge shopping. And I'm like, you are all jerks. Like I'm angry at them. I'm angry at everything. And then I'm like, what time does this store close? Well, I happen to be at a Publix that closed at 10 o'clock. Not because I'm like, it is, yeah. it is 8.59. It is 9.01. I'm the worst. No, I had a whole hour, but the active minutes that I received on my watch, like (laughs) as a side effect, but I'm like, this is too much. But it was all because Jada over like mascarpone in your ear, like shouting annoying pronunciations. Yeah. Yeah, There's nothing really to be said about that, but let me make a little segue really quickly. You remember how we were talking about the four daddies for Christmas book? I vividly remember us talking about that book. I do. Okay, cool. So I think I told you that I was taking a long time to go through books, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, one of my favorite activities to do when I don't want to spend any money Uh is to go through my library app and my Kindle Unlimited and just stockpile the shit out of some books. Uh, So... I was going through and, you know, I also don't really like hype books. So I was ignoring like the top 100, <laughs> the top 1000 books. I don't like anything that I've heard of before. Um, so I read or I am reading The Night Road by Kristen Hanna, um, <clears throat> whatever. So then I find one that the cover looks nice. It's called The Things We Never Got Over. And I'm like, that sounds like one maybe sounds I've heard like of before. My life, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a memoir. Um <laughs> So I open it. It is 526 pages. Oh, I'm like, wow, this is like, this is a lot. Commitment. Yeah. Okay. If you imagine, I picture Four Daddies for Christmas being like 106 pages max. Sure. This is like a 526 page porn book that I did, <laughs> that I didn't anticipate, <laughs> but it's like, a pretty fine book and then like just <laughs> graphic graphic sex just thrown oh in gosh. for like 12 pages at a time but it was like I had gotten like far enough into the story that I'm like yeah okay it. this is yeah. like this is like hallmarky but like there's some themes here that I'm in <laughs> that I'm into and then it would be like he shoved her fingers through her slit and I'm like, like, oh, like yeah. <laughs> what just happened? there's no build up there's <laughs> This is what is happening. Really intense, and then yeah. it just like ends real quickly and gets back uh-huh. to like the themes. So I'm not, I can't say whether I like recommend it or not, but it, it took me a very long time to read. But then I felt like I was committed because I didn't want to be somebody that like shames other people for reading these things. Yeah. 
526 that's pages a, is a lot of pages. A lot of pages to then. It took have, me like, like three weeks to get through. <laughs> it took me like three weeks to get through. But like, let me tell you, it was not a story that needed three weeks to get through. I believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And one of my friends, hi, Megan, who reads a lot of these <laughs> books that she calls Lornos, I guess like literary pornos. I don't I know. Love, I love that portmanteau. That's fantastic. Yeah, she loves Lornos. And I took a picture of one of the pages and I said, I think that I accidentally am reading a Lorno. And then she gave me like basically how every Lorno works, like the build of like 50% of it is this 25. Then there's a tragedy and then there's whatever. She was correct. It did absolutely follow (laughs) that plot line. But I kept thinking, surely this is an error, but it just kept going. And even like the last page was like intensely graphic sex. And I, now, I'm kind of a prude, so, like, I do know this about myself, but I was bewildered by this. So I, I don't just, know if you've also, read this. I have not read this. I have not heard of this. I think the only one, the only book I can think of that I had a similar, like, oh, 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 whoa, oh, here we are, mm-hmm. was, like, geez, probably a decade ago, someone uh, recommended the first Outlander book to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, cool. Time travel. Oh, neat. Like, oh, and the Highlands and oh, a woman goes back and this sounds really cool. And then the first like <laughs> kilt banging on a rock. I was like, whoa, yeah. hold up. I'm so- I thought this was some like time travel historical fiction. Oh, yeah. no, this is like ginger boning in Scotland. Yeah. It was um, such a surprise to me. And like, <laughs> I, and I, like the person who had recommended it to me, I would have not yeah. liked her for someone who would want raciness in a book. I, I mean, I loved the book. The story's great. Yeah. A, a little more sexual violence than like is ever necessary, but also <laughs> warning, but sure. you know, like truly warning. Um, and I know it's like turned into a show now. I haven't never seen the show, but like, I, I just remember reading that first book and being like, I was not expecting this. this That's is totally how I felt. This was like, it's about two sets of twins. It's like girl twins. One is good. One is bad. Okay. And then really hot male twins. One is good. One is bad. But are they or are they mm. both good? Their names are Nash and Knox. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's just there's a yeah. lot. Again, there's a lot to unpack in a 500 page book. I don't want to yeah. give it away. But I wasn't anticipating that, but then I thought, should I read Poor Daddies for Christmas? Like, I do feel like I'm uh, like very into this now. It may be, it may be a palate cleanser. I mean, if it's like a short, <laughs> if it's a short right. and, sweet and you kind of know what's going to happen, like it, yeah. it may be a nice reset after this, this tome. Like, who yeah, wrote like the Victor Hugo write the 600 page book? That's how I thought. I'm like, this was somebody's masterpiece. Truly. And they did not like foreplay for literature. What you have six hundred pages? What else are you doing? You I guess eight. just quickies, it, it, but. it was it was like they wrote a very long fiction book, mm. and their publisher was like, mm, "Pretty bland is a fiction book, but if you added some graphic sex somewhere, we could probably sell it as a romance novel." <laughs> they, they were like, like "Great, nope, <laughs> no I'm problem." So let me, let me like, take out that romance manuscript yeah. I wrote like, a couple years ago, and I just <laughs> changed all the like, names. Fanerotica.com pulled up their old like live journal name and like just copied and pasted some things. Bless. Oh, that's so funny. That's I'm going to so send you, hang on. I'm going to see if I can find it. You tell me what you're reading. I'm going to send you this cover and you let me know if you think 
this looks like a romance. And then I'm going to also post it on our Instagram. Okay. I right now am um, hurting your feelings by oh. listening to an audiobook. Um, <laughs> and anyway. yeah, right. I, I basically just, I feel like maybe I've mentioned this before, but maybe not. When I get a book recommended to me and I'll like either put it on my library hold list or I'll, um, I know Jeff Bezos is evil, but I use Goodreads and sure. I'll just put it on my like want to read list. Mm-hmm. When I get a re- like when it comes up off of my hold list or when I'm like next in line and it's ready for me, a lot of times I forget what, like why why I was interested oh, sure. in it when, you know, three months ago, someone was like, oh, I read this. It's about X, Y, Z. I loved it. Um, so a lot of times I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. What I have found is if I go and like, I look inside the front cover or read, you know, read the description, I will nine times out of 10, talk myself out of it oh, and be like, why did I, why did I want this? So I have found now, I just, I sort of pair this with my, all right, if I'm a 75 pages in and I hate it, I'm out. Yep. But I basically like, if a book is off my, if I've in past me has reserved it, present day me is just going to start it. Okay. I'm just going to start it and kind of go in, not knowing uh, what it's about and just going to learn from there and just take the book as, as it comes. Somebody recommended it. They had a great reason. It sounded interesting in the past. Let me just trust. Let me trust that past Mallory. Hopefully it was not like Saturday night at 11 o'clock Mallory. Sure. Um, but you know oh, what? She, Maybe she has some good ideas. Um, yeah. She yeah, would definitely read this. Breezy this. type gal. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Mallory would read the double twin porn book. But um, I mean, you're going to have to commit a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Saturday nights. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all to say, I am listening on audio to Airtown by Frederick Bachman, who Rachel Ware, I just will mm-hmm. trust anything she tells me to read. Um and I love this book. I've got like, you know, cause it's audiobook, So I've got like 85% of the way through 88% oh, of the way through. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I took two, I've been like devouring it. It's so beautiful. And then like the big thing happens in the middle and you're like, Oh, your heart is breaking. And like all the mm-hmm. fallout from this event. And, and I didn't know what like the big thing that happens was mm-hmm. because I didn't read the blurb again once it came yeah. off my hold list. So it's all just been like so wonderful to just, it's just beautiful. The writing is beautiful. Um, it was written in another language. So this is actually an English translation of it. Marin Ireland is the actress who's doing the audiobook reading of it. She's excellent. Okay. I'm just, just really, really enjoying it. And I, the last two days, um, first off, I felt like overwhelmed by like real life stuff I have to do. So I needed to like be on the phone and pay attention to emails. And I can't like, I can't listen to a podcast or listen to a book while I'm trying to like craft sentences to write down or to say. So, um, so I just have like taken two days off from it, but it's also kind of one of those where I'm like, ah, I don't want, I don't want it to end. I really like it. You know? So it's, it's one of those, it's one of those weird morning, per- like pre book ending morning periods I have where it's like, okay, yeah. I probably only have 10, you know, an hour and a half of this book left. Oh, bummer. Let me, let me wait and go through my podcast queue and then I can come back to this. <laughs> so that's an interesting hurdle that I'm going to have to get over because I, when we, well, you had already been Pelotoning when I joined you about 100 rides into your Peloton journey. Yeah. Um, 
you were not taking male instructors classes yeah. for for lots of reasons um, that were valid. And you, I that's always stuck with me that you took women's classes. I have become that way with books that I mm. won't read male authors. I don't know why I used to not have that like yeah. thing, but I only like women authors. And I just looked and sent you the cover for this things we never got over because I'm like, I bet it was a man, but it wasn't, it was a woman, but I've seen Rachel. I remember her recommending that one that you just read yeah. but, um, or are listening to. Yes. Um, um, this cover, are you for real? This is a Delia's catalog from 1998. <laughs> Correct. This is like a coming of age story, not like a hardcore porno, which like it isn't even like that hardcore, but like it's just very unexpected. But I just saw on oh Kindle Unlimited, 96,000 people have reviewed this book, which that's like a lot for reviews. And it has like four and three quarter stars, which again, oh. then I have questions about these people because like, it was fine. It was fine. But I mean... And they also committed, can you imagine committing almost 600 pages to reading a book and then being like, Anna, I have to and go have to review it. <laughs> and like, I don't know that there's anything that 600 pages, like I think Beneath the Scarlet Sky was one of the most beautiful books I've ever read, yeah. but it was like 370 pages, maybe. I don't yeah. think that even then I would be like, I have to go and like give my like ode <laughs> to this book. But I'm saying like 500 plus pages in, I wouldn't be like, this was the best book that I've ever read. Yeah, funny. I just I just googled quickly the um the one of my all time favorite 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 books, All the Light We Cannot See, oh, yeah. by Dore. Um and that's five hundred and thirty pages. And how many reviews does it have? Seventy five thousand on Amazon. Wow! Sorry that it yeah. cannot compete with Lucy Scores. Things we never got over. Freaking- a surprise winner um but lucy scores got it going lucy scores Holy in this book just like naomi does so and then yeah and then this one so I, the first one i thought of was cloud cuckoo land which is his second book that i don't think it's the second book he's written it's the second book of his that i've read mm-hmm. and that it says the hardcover is 640 pages these and people with so much to say. You know what? And I will tell you about both these books by him. I would read 640 more pages. That book was such really? a, I, I loved both okay. of those books so much. Um, now I feel like I, I also, can't trust any cover or any book that I, I dare read because that one took me by surprise, which Megan says she doesn't think it was accidental, but I stand by, I did not intend to read. A like, Lorna. A, Alorno. And this cover, um, I don't even want to describe it. I just want to send mm-hmm. anybody who listens to us and doesn't follow the account on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You have to now go to go to Instagram <laughs> to see this. I yes. guess you could probably just go to Google and Google it too, but come on, help us out. Um, it is so like the cognitive dissonance of what you're describing is the plot of this book and this cover well, is let me hilarious see. to me. I also, oh, I just realized it's a series because I just like Googled <laughs> it and- like her oh, next book is called Things We Hide from the Light. It's the Knock 'em Out series too. And I'm like, you have to hang on. You've got to look at this cover also. Oh I'm going to email it to you. Um because like she's like really Lucy Score has a look and I appreciate that. But I had to keep reminding myself what the book was called because I remembered seeing this cover in my Kindle Unlimited and I kept thinking it cannot be this one. Because I have another one that has like the back of a girl, like looking like she's walking away from something. Yeah. I don't know what book that's called, but it's in my Kindle Unlimited. So I kept thinking it was that one. And I'm like, okay. And then I kept coming to this one and I'm like, this is not, 
This is not it. That's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I've also had a couple. I've been putting a lot of books on. Oh, my gosh. I have 103,000. I'm sorry. 103,000 reviews. 66% of them are five star. 23% of them are yes, four this star. Cover. And like the, the lettering of the title is so yeah, specific. <laughs> like finger paint, but like not a, ugh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Lucy's. Sorry. I'm still. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Also, now that you've sent me the link on Amazon, number one new release in small town and rural <laughs> fiction. <laughs> I am dead. Oh, it oh, just came gosh. out. It just came out. I wonder how many pages it is. Oh, it's coming. Uh, did it just come out? February oh, no, 21st. It's coming out, it's coming out soon. <sighs> February 21st. Girl, look at you. Oh my gosh. I'm you've so got the scoop. Excited. So if anybody needs a post he Valentine's like a Day show of the man he once was. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a series. And now I feel like I know all of the people of the town of Knockamout. Also, I think that it is like a little bit misleading that it's in small town and rural fiction because Knockamout, while it's not given a state, maybe Virginia, is only like 20 minutes outside of D.C. So I don't know that I would call oh. that like rural, but yeah. sure. Yeah. Having lived in D.C. for five years, 20 minutes outside. Did you outside. visit Knockamout? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. I ha- I kept all of my twin Lordos re- relegated to the district limits. Maybe Thank you were one of the twins. Hang on. Now I have to see if knock them out. Virginia is a real place. Sorry. <laughs> we have taken such a turn. I know. <laughs> it's odd. Uh, I promise guys we'll be, we'll be a better practice once we do this more regularly question mark. So. Oh my gosh. They have like their own Instagram. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm, this is just too much. I can't keep going. Um, Okay, what <laughs> it is not in Virginia as it happens, but okay. Um, what else do we need to discuss tonight? I I did not come super prepared. I will be honest. If you can't tell, <laughs> um, you were horizontal like fifteen hours ago mm-hmm. and could not that get vertical. So, yes. um, no, that's that's cool. I think I am personally, other than like books and keeping small humans alive, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of harkening back to like Luke's birthday. I have kind of started to realize um, way less about my kids and way more about me mm-hmm. that um, Luke is in school a lot of the day yes. and Eamon is three <laughs> and is not in school as long. Yes. And yes. it is, I, I finally named what I thought was just like a frustration or not finding a groove or you know, obviously always anything that's out of place, I'll just turn it internally of like, what am I not doing or what am I failing right. at? And I finally named it. And it's that I miss Luke when he's at school. Yeah. 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 And it's been such a, like such a relief to name it mm-hmm. because it's not something I'm doing wrong. <laughs> that's actually yeah. a very beautiful thing that like, I love my child and want to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was but it's a long day and Eamon also misses him. They've spent so much mm-hmm. of the past couple of years, you know, when we couldn't go anywhere, they've been together. They sleep in bunk beds in the same room. They're, they're, they're just in this wonderful place um, where they're just such 
good friends and such good playmates and such good brothers. Yeah. So like Luke will come home off the bus and they're like, let's play. And they just want to be together. Mm-hmm. So they do. And I'm just realizing it's like, I don't know. It's just this very strange, um, this strange thing where I don't, I'm not like upset with my baby, but it's like, Amen, go away. I've been with you all day. I want to see yeah. Luke, yeah. which is a horrible thing to say about my little guy, but also like he's in school for three hours a day because he's in preschool. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, because it's not the same amount of hours, it doesn't seem fair, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I, I did not get to this topic this morning in therapy. I was talking about, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> okay, this is some other real fun stuff that I'm going to be working on a long time, but I, I had this sort of like on my, on my cue for my therapist. So I may have to just work some of that out with you right now, but, but it's just been this very, um, like I said, I'm glad I've named it that I miss him. I think, um, you know, he and I, the day before his birthday, were able to go and do an outing after school oh, together. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I asked Zoe to stay home with Eamon and Luke and I went to do this specific activity together at a library nearby. And, and it was just really great. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's one of those where I, you know, while I'm first off trying to figure out how I like keep healthy boundaries for myself so that I don't just completely dissolve and lose my, <laughs> lose my mind from like yeah. wiping noses and making seven dinners that they won't eat. Um, yeah, I don't know. Talk to me about this with you because you're, you, you have had kids out of the house at long school days longer yeah. than I have. And I just, I'd love your input yeah, mine, Like while you were talking, I'm like, Oh no, that does like add clarity to some things. Like I often think, when I'm like planning special things or yeah. events for us that I don't take all of them, it's always my default to be like, I'll take Nora Beth, my eight year old. Yeah. And I, but I'm like, well, she can't go to everything, but I think I miss her the most, not because I love her the most by any stretch, but she's been gone out of the house the most amount of time. Yeah. And now that she's eight, she gets home and she runs and plays outside with her friends. Like she doesn't come in really until bedtime. And then she's like so independent that she puts herself to bed so she can read a babysitter's club book. And yeah. so like, I feel like my time with her is dwindling. Right. And I also feel this acute need to like stay really close to her. Um, so that like put that into perspective while you were talking, yeah. but where I deal with a lot of like, internal friction is I feel like our most stressful time of the day is when they get out of school. And then I get into this headspace of feeling so guilty about it because Mm -hmm. our school day, I drop the girls off at eight. They get out at three 30. We get home about four. Um, So it's a long day where we leave at seven 30, we get home at four and my kids still go to bed early. And I'm really not willing to compromise that, that they go to bed early. And so really we have like two and a half hours in which to get like, bath, dinner, hang out, like whatever. All all of the quality time and then all of the functional things of like wrapping up a day, getting ready for night. And I want them to go play outside and be with their friends. Like I want them to have those kid things. And like Anna Blair, um, kindergarten has been really interesting for her because it's exacerbated a lot of like perfectionistic tendencies Mm. in her where she just 
change classrooms halfway through the year. Her teachers, um, her original teacher, who we we loved, she was Norbus kindergarten teacher. Her husband is really sick um, with cancer. She didn't come back oh, after awful. Christmas. Yeah. And so they disseminated her class into the remaining kindergarten classes. So okay. she just changed, which is totally fine. It was absolutely the right call. But um, it's been interesting to watch her because she's so she's just an internalizer of of everything. Yeah. Um, but kindergarten has really exacerbated this perfectionistic tendency that she has developed to be like the good kid and the perfect one at school. And she holds it all together because they've had a lot of change in their class and a lot of instability. And when she gets home, she has to let it out and her yeah. sisters listen the same way her classmates listen. And yeah. so her emotions are usually pretty fragile. And then um, Jane Ellis hasn't been with them all day. And so she misses them and wants yeah. to be in their face. They're kind of over having to be with everybody, yeah. you know, and then I have Molly Sutton who goes to bed even earlier and my work day doesn't end until five. So there's all this stuff that's like compounding. Yeah. And then at night I feel so guilty because I'm short. I've had a full day. My day's not over. I'm telling them to kind of leave me alone for another hour while I'm also trying to get dinner. If we have dance one night, like it's just all of these things that I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's not how I wanted any of this to go. Yeah. Like I wanted slow, like homesteading Instagram account days yeah. where we're in our meadow, you know, but it's like, it's we're not... milking the goats today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it's hard because it's like, I don't want to show anyone favoritism. I feel shorter yes. with the one who needs to let loose because home is their safe place. Okay. I feel like I want to control the one who's exploring her independence. I feel like I'm trying to rein in the one who's missed her sisters all day. And yeah. then there's not enough of me to go around for everybody. And I'm trying to deliver my obligations yeah. all in a day. And yeah. I care about what they eat. So I want a good dinner. So it's just, it's a hard place to be where I'm like, there's no wrong but yeah. I feel like ultimately hard. I'm being left, left dissatisfied. Yes. And, and I don't think they feel what I feel. No, but I but. think, but you know, but we, you shared with us, me shared this sentiment with me a while ago when I was struggling uh, back in the fall, I think. And you were like, yeah, it's so hard to be handling. Like we as a family were going through something and like I had my own feelings about it but I was so busy carrying everybody else's. And you said something that was like, when you're trying to metabolize your own feelings while also holding on to and making space for and, and helping people bear the burden of their own feelings. It's like, there's, there's too many, too many balls in the air, too many plates you're juggling. So, you know, I think also with, with this, Luke birthday, um, for Luke's first year of life, I worked in an office still. Yeah. So for me, it was very much this, you know, I get very sentimental around like beginnings and ends and anniversaries mm -hmm. and all that. So I very much was like, Oh, he's six. This is huge. Um, and Oh my God, this is my five year anniversary yeah. of leaving working. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time with the, like every parent works, every mom works. Uh, I, five years ago, I left a job where I got a salary and benefits and had to go to a place and answer yeah. to peons. Um, I was working before then I've been working after then everybody understands what I mean. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, and I think in being able to name that I miss Luke and 
I'm short with Eamon because he's little and he also misses Luke and he's three and he's working on his own. Like you're saying with Norbeth, he's working on his own independence and his own way of doing things and his own interests and this and that. Uh, but man, sometimes it's really fresh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember three being hard with Luke. So it's just, you know, it's like me trying to coach myself through like, okay, with Eamon, this is a phase Mm-hmm. we will grow out. He will grow out of it. It will be behind us. Yeah. And then also feeling, you know, sort of hearing not Jada De Laurentiis in my ear necessarily, but just, just some voices of like, Oh, the time goes fast. You're oh, going to miss this. And I just, you know, I can look back at some of the times that my kids have been younger and they've been assholes and I don't mm-hmm. miss that. I really, yeah. I really objectively don't miss being up all night with teething kids. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't miss that. Do I miss like chubby little baby paws and stuff like grabbing onto me? Of course I miss those things. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just feel a lot yeah. of that pressure of like, I'll don't, don't wish the time away. Cause Luke is in school all day now. And, and when Eamon starts going more, you're going to wish you had taken, you know, appreciated this time more. And that just feels unhelpful. Yeah. And I think that I've been able to frame it in, in that, like, they're exactly where they need to be flourishing exactly where they need to flourish in a yeah. way that I can't give them yeah. that. Like, I cannot be a homeschool mom, not just because I work a nine to five, but because I don't have it in me to teach them all the things that they're learning on such like, yeah. like Norbeth has a science test tomorrow on like the structure of the inner ear. And I'm like, I don't know. That's <laughs> wow. something like I was teasing, like uh, quizzing her, not teasing yeah. her. I was quizzing her before um, jump, jumped on here. And I'm like, I don't know what these things are. You know, she's like, um, this is the cochlea. And I'm like, yeah, probably it is, you okay. know, and she was like naming like the hammer and the whatever of the bones. And I'm like, okay, I would never teach her that, but yeah. I'm glad. Like, cool. Sounds me. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's probably right. Um, I just can't imagine I, my kids would, would listen to me if I were a homeschool parent either. Well, like, they don't, sure. they don't listen to me when I say shit, like wash your hands, there's pee on them. Like, why would <laughs> like, they listen to me to be like, that's the cochlea. I, I just can't imagine that working. And so. I would be like, truly, how many times have I thought about what a cochlea was? Which I, again, like I'm privileged because my children have not had the need for, you know, hearing evaluations and that type of thing. Yes. But there are just so many things that I'm like, I would just be like, we'll skip it. Um, but so, but what I, what I think about too is I remember when Nora Beth was a baby, like little, probably like Molly Sutton's age now, yeah. I really dreaded her getting older, not because I felt like I would necessarily miss it when she was gone, but like, I didn't like other people's eight year olds, like eight, year old, <laughs> eight years old was like not a cute age for me. Yeah. Like I thought the eight year olds were kind of jerks. Like all of these things. And I felt like, oh my gosh, like this is the peak of motherhood right here. And like, yeah. I guess the rest of it, like I'll just coast until they're adults. But like this, this is the the part. And yeah. I felt that way when she was two and three. And I think it's like kind of refreshing to know like how much I miss and want more of her at eight. Because like yeah. I love who she is at eight and yeah. who she's becoming is so cool. And like now I'm like, I want to hang out with her. and. Yeah. So it's, 
been like a nice encouragement for me that like as I'm also parenting a one-year-old mm-hmm. to be like this is only the start of it and like whenever people would say like it just gets better and better I'd be like eh, yeah but like eight and nine are like kind of lame ages right. you know like they're not like, teenagers yet. they're people it it's is, weird yeah, yeah. But it's been such a sweet age to see her like coming into her own and like developing her own emotional intelligence and yeah. you know all of these things I mean she's also like a 47 year old in her thought processes <laughs> um but it really fun to see that and like knowing that that's what Anna Blair is growing into is she's trying to work out her own emotions like it's exciting but it is weird to balance it with siblings who are not the same ages yeah yeah and it sounds like you know what you're describing with Norbeth it sounds like obviously you love all of your children you always have and you always will and specifically now you're also really like you like her. Yeah. You, you like being with her. And I'm finding that with Luke. I mean, um, you know, friend of the pod, Lindsay, I remember me having some frustrations with Luke when he was th- probably three and into four. So like we're, we're the age Eamon is now. And Lindsay's son is, you know, a couple years older and her just telling me like, I pro- when he turns five, it's going to get better. Yeah. It's, he's going to be back to his like sweet mommy loving cuddly self. Mm -hmm. And he will now have all this like knowledge and vocabulary and all this stuff. And it's like, she's been, she's been so right about it. Yeah. Which is wonderful. It's wonderful to just have sweet, curious, excited, kind Luke back from this like Mm -hmm. three major monster that was developmentally appropriate, but like really challenging. And now I'm in it with Eamon and it's like, I love you so much. I don't like the way you are. (laughs) I need a a buffer. I need a buffer from you, which is your brother. It's my built-in buffer. Sometimes. Yes. And I, and then I feel so guilty thinking that and feeling that because I love Mm -hmm. my kid and he's different than Luke and he has his own likes and dislikes and interests. And and I love doing stuff one-on-one with him and also stop whining, stop whining (laughs) to have like, in my case, I don't know if your boys are like this. Norabeth will tell you every thought and shade of an emotion she's ever had, which can be exhausting in its own way because she likes to like over talk about things. She's not like an overly emotional kid, but she's so aware of every nuance of every feeling she's ever had. So we talk about that a lot. And Jane Ellis is just like exactly who she is all out there all the time. And Anna Blair is much more complicated in that she either metabolizes her emotions super quickly or she internalizes all of them. And Mm -hmm. I'm never quite sure like which one. And so sometimes it's harder to get her into focus for me, which Mm -hmm. then I feel guilty about. Like we saw a therapist and I like started sobbing about it recently because I'm like, I feel like I understand the way the others are wired. I don't know that I understand how she's wired and I just want want to. to I want her to know that I see her because yeah. I'm constantly like shifting the kaleidoscope to see her yeah. and she really 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 thrives on one-on-one attention which then like compounds my guilt that we have so oh, many sure. kids because yeah. I never get one-on-one time but this weekend um she's incredibly affectionate and um this weekend she was watching tv up in our room um and it, she always asked for alone time so I she went up and watched TV um, by herself and I went up and she asked if I would snuggle with her and I did. And I said, you know, Hey babe, are you okay? And she goes, 
yeah, it's just snuggling's my hobby, of course. <laughs> and all she wanted was like just snuggling and it's like filling her cup is so simple, even yeah. though it feels so overwhelming to me sometimes. And yeah. it's like, there it is just like clicking into place. Like I'm probably overthinking a lot of what she needs and she yeah. needs just some focused attention from me, which sometimes is easier and sometimes harder. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, she needs you know, whatever. And it's like a textbook. And she's like, no, I just need my, like my hobby to be with me. Yeah. Like this is my hobby and I just want to do it with you. Like, that's it. That's so sweet. That's so So, so sweet. I don't know, but it's just like, I feel this, I mean, I think every parent does like this burden to be able to give them what they need. Yeah. Sometimes I'm my own hurdle for that when I realize like, oh, all she needs is me to just snuggle with her. And sometimes that feels so insurmountable. And sometimes it's like, no, of course I would put everything down to just snuggle with her. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, you, you hit such a a nerve for me of like, sometimes all they want is just me to be there with Mm -hmm. them doing a thing. And sometimes that's like, that's just an ask too much. I know that sounds weird, but like, I've done all this for you today. I've done all that. I've done all this. I've done all these X, Y, Z things with you. We went and did this and we went and did that and we chose, you know, and then I, I don't know. So it's, it's just a very interesting season to be in where like, I know Eamon being three is temporary. His birthday's in March. He's turning yep. four. Like he's just going to keep growing through this phase. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's going to suck while he's getting through it. Well, you know, I bet it's so interesting at his age to be developing autonomy away from Luke at the yeah. age that he is, because yeah. there hasn't been autonomy until Luke went to school because his entire life has been beside his brother who hasn't been in school yet, you know? Yes. So I'm sure there's a lot of like extra growth that yes. happens then. Yeah. Which has been wonderful. Cause Eamon's, you know, Eamon takes a, takes a minute to warm up. Yep. So when he's somewhere with Luke, it, that minute gets shorter Yes, and when that's Luke's not there, that really gets that. longer, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he's been able to learn how to do it himself. He's been kind of getting right sized of like, okay, I'm aiming. I'm somewhere by myself. I'm I'm gonna feel this. I don't have Luke here with me, but I can do yeah. this. Um, but then we'll turn to me and just say something super fresh, and it's like I have raised you better than. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not here to like talk shit about my three year old. It's more I just know. that. I always like hesitate to talk about my kids, but I'm like, no, it is valuable because I hope that anytime they listen to this, they know that it was all with like respect about them. Because I, because I do love him so much and I do love Luke so much that I know this season that we're in is temporary. I know that when Eamon is going to school more or going to school longer in the day, I will feel equally relieved that I have some more time for my brain and more, and then also be disappointed. I'm not with him. Mm -hmm. And like, especially, and, and, and the same with Luke. And it's like, I just, he gets on the bus at eight 40 and he gets off the bus at four. Yeah. But I think like, I just, I just have to figure out this season of like, I miss him. I wish I had more time with him. So how do I, you know, of course it's all like, well, what can I do to, to what else could that, what do I do on the weekends that I can do when he's at school? Oh, I have that to, you know, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I haven't even let myself go in that spiral yet because I, again, that won't be helpful because it was even like this past weekend we were like, you know, John was like, oh, I want to go do something fun with the boys. I want to, there was a 
event at the library. You wanted to take them. And Luke and Eamon were like, no, we're in our pajamas playing Legos. We don't want to go to the library. It was like, no, we're going. And it was like, no, we didn't. <laughs> get dressed. Let's go to the library. Yeah, we have to go to the library. Just damn it. One thing we want to do with you. So, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. It's just kids, man. Just going to humble you every day. And, uh, and yes, in, in conclusion, I'm ending the way I started, which was what a relief that I can stop beating myself up over these weird, complicated feelings to be able to just name it. Um, I miss Luke. I miss that we used to spend so much time together. Uh, and I'm, you're tired by a three-year-old. And I'm really drained by a three-nager, three-year-old. And, and I feel like both of those are exactly the feelings you should be feeling yeah. about each of those things. They <laughs> yeah. just don't mingle well, but I feel like that's exactly what you should be feeling. Yeah. It's like oil and water. It's like those, they're, they're yeah. two independent things and they're in the same bottle, but I guess I'll just make vinaigrette or something. So <laughs> emulsify. Yeah, I like emulsify it. it as best I can. So. Well, shouldn't we do that with every emotion at the same time? You know, blend them up. Yeah, Yeah, the coexists somehow. Somehow, look (laughs) at us all living with the things that shouldn't coexist. Yeah, what a dream! What a dream! (laughs) Well, there we are. Another case study in human experience. Yeah, started off with vomit, ending up with our children being (laughs) more vomit, emotional vomit, (laughs) emotional vomit, and emulsifying my emotions into feeling vinaigrette. So. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I bet that seemed like a good idea to turn this, this episode on. <laughs> what, a, what a winding road. Well, Truly. we'll be back here. I don't know, next week, couple weeks. We'll see. But yeah. stay tuned. Um, you can email us at a good idea pod at gmail.com. Follow us at a good idea pod on Instagram. Um, leave a comment or review if you like us. If not, keep moving. <laughs>